Welcome to Real Talk with LMJ, a Real Talk podcast where the people's opinion matters. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon Central Standard Time. Hi, this is Real Talk with LMJ, and I promised you guys for breast cancer awareness that we would get to talk to the amazing Dr. Yara Robertson, and she is my special, special guest today, and we are actually pre-recording, so you can ask questions, and I'll get her to answer them for you later, but right now I'm going to answer or ask all the that I think we need to know. Yara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Um, it's a late night, for taking out time for recording with us, for sharing um, with us and getting us more educated where breast cancer is concerned. I think this, I don't think we have enough information. Uh, last year, no, maybe I'll be 45 years. When I was turning 40, my doctor uh, go breast breast again. I was upset with him. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be marked at 40. But I was glad he did because there was some little calcifications, some spots there. And I never would have thought that. There's no history of breast cancer in my family. So thank you for this opportunity to be able to talk with you. to be here. Good. Um, so how long have you been a breast cancer surgeon? Give me a little bit of your pedigree so we can go from there. So I have been in Atlanta, Georgia for almost eight years, just practicing breast surgery. So I'm by trade a breast surgical oncologist. So that means I take care of cancers, benign diseases, which means non-cancers, cysts. I do it all. We do biopsies. We diagnose people. We do the mastectomies, which means removing the breast. We do all the different breast surgeries except for reconstruction. Um, I actually train in Arkansas, so I have special ties. Uh, the University of Arkansas was where I did my internship, my residency in general surgery, and my fellowship. And my mother's from Little Rock, so I have strong ties to Arkansas. And so what prompted me to do this is in our rotation, we would go down to Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And okay. all women that look like me, um, not necessarily getting the best care. I don't want to, you know, be rude to anybody, but I just think women who have insurance, people who have insurance, don't have insurance, whether you black, white, rural, rich, should be treated with dignity. Breast care should be for everyone. So just think that that kind of impacted me during my surgical training to want to take care of all women and particularly women of color to make sure we got the bre- the best breast health possible. That's that that's so good and that's so important and I think um definitely when we talk about managing our care as um uh either women with low income or rural women, women who live in rural areas, women who may not be as educated. I think that's more important than anything. Um, A lot of times, especially in breast cancer, um, we didn't hear our first case until a great aunt of mine, and she was well in her 90s or maybe almost 100. She had to have a double mastectomy, but she was like the first case in our family, and that was like in the early 90s. And then my cousin, um, I, I think she's six or seven years now. She was diagnosed with breast cancer. So that was like only the second case we had seen in our family. Now, my mother had colon cancer at 38. And so she was um, 
very young for me to be even introduced to what cancer looks like and to live, you know, to live with cancer because 38 is super, super young. Yeah. So I want to, um, and she was, um, it took my mom a long time to recover from this. It wasn't just an easy process. So I'm going to ask you a few, a few the things that I'm seeing as far as the trends or something that I was reading, like trends are kind of steady. The rates haven't been increasing. Is that what you're seeing? That's what I was reading. Um, what when we start looking at prevalence, uh, is as income a factor? Is race a factor? If you can share of those things with us, that'll help. Yes. Yeah, so year 2018, breast cancer care is the best it ever has been. We have more technology. We've got better drugs to take care of women with breast cancer. Even women that are living with stage four breast cancer are living longer. Oh, I the issue is um, African-American women get breast cancer less than our white counterparts, but as a whole, we don't do as well. There's a big disparity across the United States, and especially here in Atlanta, Georgia, with black women dying of breast cancer. We actually say there's two black women for every one white woman dying of breast cancer. Wow. And so lots of things go into that. It is like lack of access. Um, sometimes, like here in, in Georgia, we don't have ex Medicaid expansion. So maybe you don't have insurance. Um, sometimes it's genetics because our breast cancer sometimes are a little bit different, sometimes more virulent. But also there's a lot of myths in the black community about health and breast and people keeping secrets, not saying that they have breast cancer until it's too late. A lot of women will present late at late stages. And these are women with insurance. So wow. that go into it. My job is to make sure that ladies know that if you have something in your breast, just because if you get diagnosed with breast cancer, it doesn't mean it's a death sentence. And yes, really need to know that take care to take care of themselves. You got me want to check myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it on camera. <laughs> you got me. I'm gonna go get in the shower tonight and like do some checking or something. Honestly, when African American women, we get it younger than white women do. So oh, wow. you know the guidelines that I so. Okay, so the American Society of Breast Surgeons, the American College of Radiology, and the um, I think the American College of Gynecology. I, I can't remember what their their uh, organization is, but they want we want you to get your mammogram starting at age forty. There are guidelines out there that tell you to wait till forty five, wait till fifty, get it every other year. I see so many young black women in my practice who are 40, 41, 42. If you wait to forty five or fifty, you're gonna be part of that statistics I was just saying. So those are just guidelines. It doesn't mean you have to follow them. You still right now can get your mammogram starting at age 40 and you get them every year. I tell patients there's no age limit on getting mammograms. So my, my grandmother was diagnosed with breast cancer at 85 years old. She is 92 and still wears high heels. So your, her, your quality of life means everything. So it doesn't you don't have an age limit in getting a mammogram. No, that's good. And I'm glad you shared that with me. My mom has been on me about um, I'm the only one. We she has three girls and I have not gotten a colonoscopy. And, you know, we really were supposed to at 28 since she had cancer at 30, around that 30 mark so I could get a baseline. And um, you know how I feel about Faith. And she was on me the other day. I took her to get her colonoscopy and she's like, you still don't have one. And I'm like, oh, I'm not worried about it. Um, but just to do colonoscopy. Let's go get you. My dad is a colon cancer survivor. So technically at 45, I need to go start getting my colonoscopies. But they've changed the age limit to 40. 
Really? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm 45 in December, so maybe that'll be my Christmas gift that I'll go do a colonoscopy or something. So let's talk about um, things for I'm, I'm really, you know how I am. I'm spirit, soul, and body. So tell me some things physically. Um, I'm, I don't know prevent because I know cancer is just, sometimes cancer does its own thing. Mm-hmm. But tell me some things health-wise we should be doing bodies to keep us from being at risk, if that's if that's a better word to use. The best way, there's no prevention of breast cancer because it happens at such a genetic cellular level that we don't know exactly what causes it in certain women. But there are things that you can do to lower your risk. Everybody knows you need to eat healthy. So fruits, veggies. I tell people about organic if they can. Um, less fats. So the uh, fried chicken that everybody likes to eat, I don't, I'm not going to take it completely away from them, but maybe you need to eat a little less. Don't throw that fat back in it every time you eat them. If you need to exercise, that is the biggest thing. Exercise, exercise. You need people to be healthy. Um, The American cancer, not American cancer, I'm sorry, um, American Cancer Society, they found that African-American children, women, Young ladies, when we're obese, before you hit puberty, it increases your risk of a certain type of cancer. People wow. really maintain healthy weight. Smoking. Smoking now we have linked to certain cancers being developed. The other thing is not drinking a lot of alcohol. You know, uh, the American College of Surgeons say you can have one drink a day. The oncologists or the chemo doctors say one drink a week. So, you know, you really need to be healthy and that's the biggest thing, just being healthy. But sometimes you can do all that and still get breast cancer. So I don't want people to think that if they do all this and they get a diagnosis, that they that they did something wrong. And that's absolutely not. That's good. That's good information. Um, so I remember reading something one time. I breastfed all my sons. That children that that that, are, that breastfeeding decreases your risk for breast cancer. Fact or myth. No, it's actually not. It's a fact, but women still get breast cancer that have done have breastfed. It lowers your risk. The other thing is, if you like hormone therapy for Premarin, if you've gone through menopause, we tell people that if you're high risk, maybe you should avoid taking um, replacement therapy. Um, the having children, actually, a woman who is in advanced age who hadn't had kids is more at risk for breast cancer than someone who's had you no know, children at a young age. So there are things you can do to reduce your risk, but you just can't prevent it. Um, another, I was, I was looking cause I wanted to share a couple of more myths. Cause I think a lot of time we live in this myth, right? <laughs> so a lump means you have cancer. That's completely That's- false. Completely false. 80% of breast lumps are actually benign. They can be things like cyst, sometimes just your breast tissue or fibroadenomas. But I tell women, if you find something Go to your physician or nurse so that they can examine you to make sure that it is something that's nothing to be concerned about. That's good. Uh, Number two, breast cancer is highly hereditary. That is very false. Only 10% of breast cancers are actually related to a gene. So that means that, well, 10 to 15%, but that means the rest of the ladies, we don't know why. The two biggest risk factors for developing breast cancer is actually being a female and advanced age. So getting older. Okay, that's good. Uh, deodorants, and I'm gonna tell you this because I used to spray deodorant because I sweat really bad, and I was told that deodorants and antiperspirants can cause breast cancer. That is false, and I'll tell you how that started. 
So in certain deodorants, praise God, because I want to be funky. <laughs> so in certain deodorants, they have a, a chemical called paraben. Paraben can increase estrogen. A lot of breast cancers are actually in response to estrogen. So they want to link breast cancer development to the parabens that are in deodorants. But that is actually not true. However, I tell our patients, if you feel weird about using deodorant, don't come in my office funky, number one. You need to go to the store and find you a crystal deodorant or their deodorants. Their example is kiss my face. It's a very natural deodorant, but there is no excuse to come. You can get Tums, but don't come in my office smelling bad just because okay. you got. That's good. Kiss my. OK, um, so jeans, I've heard certain genes are linked to or to guarantee cancer like BRCA1 and BRCA2. BRCA1 and BRCA2 are the two most common genes people know about. They're actually in African-Americans. There are other genes that we have. For instance, colon cancer. You can have a check mutation. You can have an ATM mutation. Um, there's a Lynch syndrome that actually causes colon cancer. So there are multiple genes that can that overlap that can cause different cancers. But the two main ones, they named them the Angelina Jolie genes for some reason because she had the BRCA1 gene and she removed okay. her ovaries. But if you have that gene, you have a greater than 60% to 70% chance of developing breast cancer down the line. So if you have a strong family history of breast cancer, let's say that all your, the women in your family have it, you need to talk to your physician about possibly being tested. Not everyone needs to be tested. We typically test women who have developed breast cancer that are less than 50 years old, or if they have a significant family history of breast cancer, or if they had a personal history of breast cancer previously. But having a gene does increase your risk for developing breast cancer. That's good. So a friend of mine, uh, I, I, one of these, I think all the time, breast can people think breast cancer is just in women. A friend of mine was studying under an artist. He actually died from breast cancer. How are men able to detect if they have breast cancer? What happens there? What are they they looking for? Because he was the first man that I had known that had died from breast cancer. So one in 1,000 men actually de develop breast cancer. It's the same for men as it is for women. If you feel breast, if you start having discharge, like uh, spontaneous discharge, if they start to have dimpling of the skin. I have about five or six African-American men with breast cancer right now in our practice. And all of them present it the same way with a lump in the breast. The problem is when men get something, they don't tell anybody. So sometimes their cancers are a little bit more advanced. So if they feel a lump in the breast or if you have a loved one that has a lump in his breast, he needs to see a physician. Oh, that's good. Uh, what about bra types? That's another myth that I found that depending on your bra type, I think sometimes when someone told me an underwater bra is more likely to cause you to have cancer. No, that's a myth as well. It doesn't matter your bra size. doesn't matter if they're small, big. It doesn't decrease your risk or increase your risk. The other thing is bras do not cause cancer. Now, that myth is because people believe that the bras, like underwire, you wear the underwire, it's blocking the cancer from getting out your system. Cancer happens at a cellular level. So I don't care if you wear your bra or not. That is, I'd rather you be touching your breast and examine yourself. The bra, it has nothing to do with you developing cancer. That's good. Um, what about breast cancer? We are in this plastic surgery era. Some friends and I were having conversations the other day, and we were talking about getting our breasts lifted. And one of my friends was like, I'm getting some implants. Do individuals with implants 
um, have a higher increase for cancer? No, implants do not increase breast cancer. However, it can sometimes make the detection a little harder on mammogram, but the mammogram techs actually know how to do certain uh, movements, maneuvers, we call it uh, implant displacement. So they're able to look at that glandular tissue. So no, if you want to get Dolly Parton boobs, go right ahead. They won't affect you getting breast cancer. Okay, I don't want them. I just kind of want them. <laughs> I want a little bit more lift, but it ain't that serious. Okay, so last myth I have, does size have to do with breast cancer? I remember um, a, a lady told me her sister got breast cancer and she felt like that she got it because her breasts were super large and she didn't wear a bra to sleep. Mm -hmm. no, that's exactly what she told me. So she told me, she, when you go to bed, you need to make sure you wear your bra so your breasts don't um, get larger and be at more risk mm -hmm. for breast no, it doesn't matter the size of your breast. As I said, breast cancer happens at a cellular level. So the cells don't know how big your breasts are. So whether okay. they're big or small, it doesn't affect breast cancer development. There's a lot. I, I dispel myths probably every day. One of the myths I get is if you um, if you do a biopsy and like air gets to that incision, cancer spreads. Totally false. Can, cancer does not spread from air touching uh, the area. That doesn't happen. That's good. That's good information for us to have and to know, because a lot of times we myth myth. We have to bust these myths because myths are the things that keep us from getting educated and the awareness we need. And we're missing these moments. Um, I'm not even sure we really talk about. I remember having um, I don't know if I was either in high school or I went to something that really taught me before I started just getting pap smears about my breasts and I was, might've been in a health class and all the boys left, I don't know, but I was grateful for that class um, really early because I remember when I was in high school, I had a small lump, but when we went, it was fibroid tissue or something going on with me. And so we really watched it, it petrified me at first, but I was okay with it. But now I make sure, you know, I'm in the shower, I'm, I'm massaging, I'm wet or I'm laying on the back and I'm paying attention to my breast. Cause I think you need to know whether or not your, your breast tissue is also very fibrous. Right. I think sometimes put people alarm and I'm like, check yourself. And I don't, like I do a, a Tuesday night Bible study and a lot of the women in the group seen them naked in a long time. And I'm, I'm thinking not just from the mental and the spiritual level I was trying to get to, but even from health wise, if you hadn't seen yourself, who's checking you out, you know, to make sure you're okay. I'm like in the mirror examining everything going, you know, yeah, we, like a lot of them have themselves in the mirror. Yeah, we tell people, you know, we call it so Right now, there's kind of like a war on women. <laughs> That's what I call it. Don't get your mammograms to 50 and don't check your breasts. I, it makes no sense to me why a woman would be told to check her breasts. It's for number one. You're not waiting in the waiting room for an hour to see me. Three, it's, it's you know, not paying pay. I tell women do breast self-awareness. That means get used to what your breasts feel like. It doesn't mean you need to find a lump in the breast. Look at your breast. If your breasts start to have dimpling, if it looks like there's an orange peel look to it, if it's yeah. if you feel a lump, you know, if there's anything unusual about your breast, go see the physician or, or the nurse and let them examine you. Most of the time it's going to be fibrocystic tissue, like you said, fibrous tissue. But if you don't check your breast, you don't you don't know what's normal for you. So the, the bottom line is know what's normal for your breast. 
What about during ministry? Like, um, tender. Um, are those things when you pay attention during that time, or should you wait until after your cycle? Or yeah, we tell women to wait about five days or a week after your menstrual cycle to examine your breast because the hormone changes of the breast tissue is, I mean, her tissue is so proliferative. It's lumpy, it's sore. Examine your breast while you're on your cycle is probably, we don't, we, we will bring our patients back to examine them because when we're on your cycle, you really can't do a good breast exam. So wait a week after your cycle has ended. For women who have already gone through menopause, you pick your birthday. So let's say the 25th of January. You know, check your breast every 20, 25th of the month. Oh, that's really good. What? So we're just about the end. Thank you so much. This has been so good. Like this has been good information for me to leave us with some things that you just would recommend. Some things we need to pay attention to. You know, we're here in Arkansas, but this video will be seen everywhere. It'll be on YouTube and later on all the podcasts. We do broadcast this on Wednesday. So just leave us with some good information and some things you think we need to carry far forward from here on out, especially for minority communities or women who may not be as aware or who may be scared. We get so women of color. I feel like we get so scared in our community of things that we're not having enough dialogue or conversations about these things. So leave us with Yara's best of the best of what you think we need to do. So a couple of things. There are 33 million survivors who have had breast cancer. So just because you're diagnosed with breast cancer doesn't mean you're going to die from it. With early detection and proper treatment, women survive breast cancer. Of course, there are outliers where women have aggressive cancers and they don't do well, but the majority of women who get breast cancer actually do well if they get early detection. Number two, be an advocate for your, your health. If you feel something in your breast and you can't get somebody to take you serious, even be a, being a young lady, take an opinion. Make sure that you're an advocate for your health. If you want to start getting your mammograms at age 40 and you have a physician tell you, nah, wait to 45. Find somebody that's going to order your mammogram at age 40. Be an advocate. If you find a lump in your breast in between the time you had a normal mammogram, let's say you did a mammogram six months ago and all of a sudden you feel a lump, don't assume that lump is okay because you had a normal, normal mammogram. Go get it checked out. If you have a family history of breast cancer or if you, you, you have breast cancer, don't be secretive about it. In the African-American community, we get so secretive about things. I don't even know if my grandmother died of breast cancer, my dad's mom, because the family won't tell us. So if you know someone has breast cancer or other cancers in the family, let people know so that they can go get checked out earlier. And the main thing is if you get diagnosed with breast cancer and, you know, this is a Christian broadcast. So if you get diagnosed with breast cancers, don't pray it away. Do a couple of things. You pray, you get a spirit filled doctor that know how to take care of you. That's going to listen to you and you yeah. do well. That's the main thing. If you get diagnosed with breast cancer, believe you're going to do well and trust that God's going to take care of you. That's good. And I appreciate you for saying that because that's my thing all the time. Um, all of it goes together, spirit, soul, and body, your faith. But you got to have the information. I was watching uh, Benny Hinn the other day, and he was trying to tell this woman, the Lord had told him she had cancer. And she was like, I do not have cancer. Well, she had listened to someone else who had told her, don't you know, say you have it. And he was like, no, I need you to tell me you have it because we're about to renounce it. You know, we're getting ready to deal with the cancer. And I think sometimes the denial piece, um, we had a family member who we found who died later. It looked like the cancer had went very rapid, but we mm -hmm. found out later that she already had the guy but was hiding the reality from us. She didn't want to deal with the real reality of what was going on. And so it, it when it was so progressive by the time we got her help and she was gone within a few months. Yeah, that's 
fortunate. Yeah, she was gone in a few months. Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate you, sis. Um, I know if I don't see you in the morning, just even thank you for your faithful support to Coffee and Conversations. I can't wait to get this video out here Wednesday. I think it's a necessity. I wanted to end this. And then if anybody has any questions, I'm just going to refer your way. I may send a series of questions or I'll post you and say, Doc, Dr. Robertson, answer this for them because I want the women to have more facts. We delay, which is really interesting. This is the latest. We've had our breast cancer walk here in Arkansas. So our breast cancer walk is this Saturday. It is pretty um, late. I remember it when I was there tra uh, training. It, that is pretty late. Are you going yeah, to be right there at the beginning of the month? So this is the last Saturday. That was interesting. I can't hear it now. Yeah, I couldn't. You faded. Well, thank you so much. Um, as soon as we get everything loaded, I'll send you all the information on it. Thank your mom. Tell her thank you for giving me this time. <laughs> Bye. She says hi. Camera, <laughs> I so appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing for the community. I appreciate even you just being like. I feel like I got my own Doc McStuffins. <laughs> I got my own live Doc McStuffins. <laughs> See if be able to do you know you keep doing your things. May the Lord bless the work of your hands. May Thank you. Um, and, and everything you do, giving you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that you need for everything. Thank you. This has been Real Talk with LMJ, Dr. Yara Robertson, Breast Cancer Awareness. For more information, you can log on to my website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Follow us on YouTube, Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. And we are now podcasting everywhere. Thank you so much and see you soon. Bye, sis. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Real Talk with LMJ. For more information about Lakeisha, otherwise known as LMJ, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com.